Greetings and good evening everybody. I'm your host Adam Wilkins and you're listening to Souls and Shotguns, the weird fiction and horror podcast. Before we get started, I would like to apologize if my delivery in the introduction seemed a little bit dry or awkward. I was still trying to figure out how I want to do that, if I'm going for a more voiceover-ish approach or more natural. We'll see how things will go. And by the time you're listening to this, there should already be a Facebook page and a Twitter page for the podcast. Uh, that doesn't sound right. Kind of like, by the time you're listening to this, I'm already dead. And as always, if you want to leave any feedback, suggestions or questions, you can leave them at swords.shotguns at gmail.com. And our today's topic is the zombie origins. We're going to see where zombies come from and how they changed over the years. Just a disclaimer, if you're a huge zombie fan, you probably know all of this already. But if you want to get a little bit more knowledge after watching something like The Walking Dead or playing The Last of Us, sit back and enjoy. But before we get started, we've got some news and recommendations. First of all, let's see some movie premieres. We're getting the new Blair Witch movie this week. I remember quite liking the original Blair Witch Project. I know that many people like to hate on it nowadays, but for its time, I think it was pretty revolutionary. I'm kind of worried what might come from the new one, but I'm going to see it nonetheless. And other than that, we've got Rings in October. I'm really, really worried about this one. I've seen the trailer and it seems to take this um, kind of viral email style approach and I think they could do it a little different. They could incorporate some elements of like dark web into it because it's a very in topic nowadays. But it seems like the screenwriters don't really care about this stuff and they just want to sort of update the tape thing. Not to mention that the movie, whether it be the Japanese version of the uh, American one, um, they differ a lot from the novel, and we might tackle this, this topic uh, eventually. And lastly, at the beginning of 2017, we've got Resident Evil, the final chapter. Oh god. I really hate Resident Evil movies. I love the games, though. And I think this is the reason why I hate the, the movies so much. Uh, hopefully it is the final chapter. But knowing the state of cinema in today's day and age, they're probably going to do some prequel or interquel or something. And on to recommendations now. Um, sort of recommendations and, and uh, news, because Probably most of you already know that in October we're getting the new second season of Ash vs. Evil Dead. And I cannot recommend this show enough. I think it's terrific. If you've seen Evil Dead 2 and, and, and Army of Darkness and you like them, you, you enjoy them, you quote them and you obnoxiously try to, to make your friends like them, you're going to love this, you're going to so fanboy over it, and if you haven't seen them, uh, I'd say still check it out. It's filled with references and, and you know, like one-liners from the originals, but 
it's its own thing at the same time, and you're not going to feel lost. I think this is why they introduced new characters to, to the main cast, so that you could be introduced into this world with them. And aside from horror-related things, I recently got back to, to Marvel Comics, and I'm checking out the line of, uh, like, all new, all different Marvel Super EX Turbo HD version or something. And um, if you don't know, Wolverine is a woman now. I can assure you, it's not a bad thing. I mean, this character existed before, but now she's a, now she's a full-on Wolverine. And she kicks some serious ass, so... If you have no problem with, with superheroes being women, then why should you? Um, this is a pretty solid series, and far from the usual, you know, good superheroes fight bad guys. Uh, I highly recommend it. I've also heard that Spider-Man Deadpool is very good, but I still have to get to that. The topic of today's episode is zombies, the origin of zombies, and why zombies scare us. To avoid any misconceptions, we're going to first define what we understand as a zombie. A zombie is a reanimated dead body that for some reason attacks the living and tries to eat the flesh. We all know these undead fellows as slow decomposing bodies that got infected with some virus, whether it be human-made or natural, however it wasn't always that way. For quite some time zombies existed in folklore, and the word zombie actually comes from Haitian folklore, where zombie means an animated corpse. However, these corpses were not raised by some radiation or a virus. They were man-made. Zombies come from voodoo folklore, where a magician would cast a spell on a victim and gain complete control over them. It's not entirely possible to say if these stories are true or not, however I think that they are plausible that there were some witch doctors that would use maybe, maybe some kind of a drug to manipulate people, and who knows, maybe this drug would cause such damage to the body of the victim that they would be impossible to bring back, hence being like an undead. The problem that we have here is that these zombies are created when the victim is still alive. It doesn't fit our definition of, of modern zombies, where it's a reanimated dead body. While not very popular, this voodoo zombie got some recognition in media. There was a movie starring Bela Lugosi called White Zombie. And, yeah, that's where the name of Rob Zombie's bands come from. A more scientific approach to zombies was presented in Herbert West's Reanimator, a short story written by H.P. Lovecraft. And, as we all know, or maybe not, Lovecraft was all about science, not necessarily magic. In this story, Herbert West, a student at Miskatonic University in Arkham, conducts secret experiments to reanimate dead bodies. He's using what is called in the story a solution, which basically means injecting liquid to dead bodies to reanimate them. The problem that he faces is that the body needs to be very, very fresh. So, if there's any decomposition in the tissues, 
it's completely useless. So it, it doesn't really fit the idea of bodies raising from their graves. Although most of Herbert West's creations are completely brain-dead, uh, it's not his final goal. His goal was to create a conscious life from dead bodies. And eventually he succeeds somewhat in that, but this is what brings his doom. We have seen certain zombie-like creatures in media that are somewhat uh, conscious. Uh, for instance, if we look at the Evil Dead series, the Deadites are kind of like zombies, but you know they can they can communicate, they can uh, move faster than zombies, and and sometimes have some special powers. But in these instances, they are not specifically called zombies. But in fact, if we think about that. Most creators don't like using the term zombies, at least they didn't, like in the past, uh, to describe their creations. Lovecraft doesn't mention the word. George Romero? Nope. And the list goes on. So, if Lovecraft wasn't really about the voodoo zombie, where does his inspiration come from? And the answer is Shelley's Frankenstein, as the man actually uh, admitted himself. It is probably one of the best-known pieces of literature where we can read about a creation of a conscious being from dead bodies. But the obvious difference between zombies and Frankenstein's monster is that Frankenstein is not a bloodthirsty and completely brain-dead creature. However, this idea of reanimating dead bodies, without a doubt, was an inspiration for further zombie creators. We can thank George Romero and his movie Night of the Living Dead for the brain-eating zombies that we know today. Although, again, they are not called zombies in the movie, they are dead bodies raising from the graves, trying to kill and eat human flesh, and it's probably one of the first instances where we can see a beginning of something we could call a zombie apocalypse. So, in terms of inspiration, where does George Romero fit in? And I think he's got more to do with the Lovecraftian uh, zombie-like creatures from Herbert West than the voodoo zombies. However, Herbert West created zombies, or zombie-like creatures, that were supposed to be thinking. And the voodoo zombies were supposed to be completely dependent on the magician, completely uh, unaware of what's happening around them. So I think it might be a little bit of both. Later, Romero created Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead and a lot of different zombie movies. And in short time, he had himself a lot of imitators. Although I say that the slow-walking, brain-eating zombie is the modern one, uh, over the years we've actually got ourselves a new kind, the fast zombie. Uh, however, personally, I don't really think that it counts, and I'm going to tell you why in just a minute. This has directly to do with why I think that zombies are an effective tool in creating fear. See, there's a huge reason why zombies are so often described as being created by some kind of a virus. They spread exactly like a disease. The fear of zombies is the same fear we have of widespread epidemia. This is the reason why the idea of zombies spreading with a virus or radiation 
or some experiment that gone wrong uh, is so effective. When we see the blank stare of zombie eyes and the decomposing bodies falling apart while they are slowly moving towards us to, to devour our bodies, the victim basically wishes for, for quick death, but instead they have to wait until the zombies finally slowly come towards them and bit by bit devour them. So, although it might seem that escaping from them should be quite easy, the way they spread makes it so that they are everywhere. So, the idea of a zombie apocalypse basically makes it impossible to escape from this disease. So, slowly, the fear becomes not really that much of zombies, but rather of the whole reality that surrounds us. There's no food, no drinking water, and eventually some of your friends will turn on you because they want to survive. And if it doesn't happen, some of them will become infected and you'll have to put them down. So why do I say that fast zombies uh, are not effective? And it's not only me saying that. If you go online or, or speak to anybody that's a horror fan, uh, usually their consensus is that fast zombies are just not that good of an idea. Sure, they work in action scenes and as we can see in many contemporary uh, supposedly horror movies, um, there's much more action than actual frights. But the main problem is you don't know where the death came from. You know, there's this phrase that you won't know what killed you. Like it's supposed to be frightening. No, it's not. The whole reality of zombies is scary. Not just that something is coming to kill you. You can do that with any monster you want. But I guess if zombies are in at a particular moment, you have to use them. So, to wrap things up, we can see that zombies originate from a very different place uh, than we see them today. And now that I think of it, on one hand I would love to see different kinds of zombies, maybe something that would resemble more the origins of, of, the, of the term itself. However, I do understand why this pop-cultural version of zombies became so popular and why it's an effective way to scare people. Although maybe they oversaturated the market with zombies. Maybe people will become sick of them. What will become of this particular trend in horror, we'll have to see for ourselves. If you like this episode, you can leave a comment, you can share it, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can expect the next episode sometime in October. I'm currently preparing for a flight to Tokyo, so it's very possible that the next episode will be a Halloween special. Yeah, the second episode is already a special. Go figure. And once again, if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, you can leave them at swords.shotguns at gmail.com. I was your host, Adam Wilkins, and you've been listening to Souls and Shotguns, the weird fiction and horror podcasts. Until next time.